Welcome. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com. And this is Good News Next Week. Of course, this is the New World Next Week. And of course, you can find everything you need at NewWorldNextWeek.com. Making good on our promise last week, James, after the dismal raft of stories we covered, we wanted to do an all-good news episode. And so we're we're doing it. And we're bringing it to you here. And a huge thanks to all the people who submitted good news story ideas, just as you can submit news stories at any time using hashtag New World Next Week. So James, we'll begin with a positive news story tweeted out by Jeffrey Jackson. That's at Jeffrey Jackson on Twitter, and I will actually be interviewing him here in just a few short hours. Monsanto's healthy environment ads banned in South Africa. The Advertising Standards Authority, ASA of South Africa, ordered biotech titan Monsanto to withdraw its ads on local radio in which the company boasts the supposed benefits of GM crops, including a healthier environment and more food sustainably. According to the ASA, the claims they made are unsubstantiated. Simple as that. Unsubstantiated. False advertising for Monsanto. If only, hopefully, we could see that here in the States. Another positive note in South Africa, bad credit history and negative information have been removed from people's credit history under a new sort of amnesty bill. So those are two good notes coming out of South Africa. James? And let's turn over to my side of the world here uh, in the Asia-Pacific. We'll look at a story that comes from your Twitter. Uh, China destroys illegal GMO crop trials on Hainan Island. Uh, the Hainan Provincial Agricultural Department examined 107 crop samples from which it identified and destroyed nine corn and cotton genetically modified crop trials. The department stressed that any genetically modified crop trials without prior permission are banned, and those who conduct such trials will be punished in accordance with the relevant law. China is currently getting tougher on GM crops, with public opinion in the country being firmly against the biotech industry. So some interesting developments there, and uh, just one of a series of stories we have surrounding that biotech industry. So the next one is... Via our good friend Jack Blood on Twitter at Deadline Live, Brazil looks to ban Monsanto's Roundup and other toxicity risks. Brazil's public prosecutor wants to suspend the use of glyphosate, the active ingredient in Monsanto's pervasive herbicide Roundup. The prosecutor general's office is also pursuing bans on the herbicide 2,4-D and seven other active herbicide ingredients in addition to glyphosate. All of that and much more you can actually get from gmwatch.org. James, before I throw it right back to you, this is a whole run of, I think, sort of food world order topics. And I find it interesting that those made up a lot of, I think, the submissions we got as good news on Good News Next Week. Exactly right. And uh, I think there might be a reason for that. Maybe we can discuss that later. But uh, let's switch to the next GMO story and kind of just summing up what we've already talked about uh, uh, coming from foodworldorder.blogspot.com. GMO cultivation declines in developed nations for first time in 18 years. And this was tweeted out by G.J. Salisbury. Uh, For the first time since their initial commercialization in the mid-1990s, GMOs are on the decline in the industrialized world, says a new report by the pro-biotech lobbying group Inter National Service for the Acquisition of Agrobiotech Applications, or ISAAA. Despite heavy promotion of the technology by the chemical industry, which has been hiding GMOs in the food supply for nearly 20 years, overall plantings of GM crops have dropped in places like Canada and the U.S. by about 2%. 
according to the report. And that is a significant victory, considering the bajillions of dollars they've been pumping into um, hyping up and pimping out this the, these GMO crops. So uh, we are on the offensive and we're winning in this regard um, very slowly and maybe not enough. But at any rate, we are uh, heading in the right direction. And and I think while 2% may not seem like much, it's great to read the report and see it coming out of their own mouths and saying, yeah, I think this sort of transgenic use, it has plateaued. Plateaued was the word that they used, James. Our next story, Volunteer Gardeners Help Texas Community Garden Grow. This submitted by our friend at Rock West. Over the last three years, the Master Gardeners, this is a, in a San Antonio, Texas suburb, have grown five tons of produce for needy families. Since its 2009 inception, the community garden still flourishing under the watchful eye of its master gardeners. 21 raised beds, broccoli, lettuce, tomatoes, watermelon, cantaloupe, pear, plum trees, all that and so very much more. James, I think we've in the past on New World Next Week reported about community gardens. And since New World Next Week's inception in 2009, I think now in a way this is a follow. You can see what's been happening in the communities. Exactly right. And switching to, again, another thing that we can do to take the food supply into our own hands, we're going to turn to an article from wakingtimes.com by Jeffrey Jackson, who is uh, uh, on Twitter at Jeffrey Jackson, often tweets out ideas for the show, uh, a friend of New World Next Week. And uh, he tweeted this out, uh, open sourcing the food, nutrition, and supplement industries, talking about a subject that I, I've been becoming more interested in recently via uh, Food Babe, which you introduced me through to via, I believe, your uh, lovely and talented girlfriend, Cassie Cohn, um, and a very interesting uh, uh, blog in which uh, she's going around trying to get the ingredients of various uh, chemical-laden uh, products, uh, spe- specifically in the fast food industry. This is the idea of open sourcing this and, uh, and finding out about these ingredients, whether the companies want to tell us about them or not. So uh, from this article, press the issue with your supplement companies, food industries, and health products. Do not let those that wish to make money at your ignorance continue to do so. Publish the results on Facebook, Twitter, and other outlets of their willingness to be transparent. The idea is to reward those who will work with the public. And that's what we continue to stress. If you buy from the companies that withhold their ingredients lists or are not forthcoming about what crap they're putting in their products, then ultimately you're partially responsible for what's going in those products. So uh, open sourcing the food, I think an excellent idea. So I hope people will check out that full link. And and Jeffrey in that story uses, again, the, the positive example of a company who worked with him, replied, answered all of his questions, and were so very open. He published all their correspondence to say, this is how it should be done. James, uh, another story submitted on Twitter at J.G. Salisbury. Team of scientists released Global Warming Counter Report. This week, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPC, IPCC, releasing their report. But like past reports, or rather and like past reports, it predicts apocalyptic consequences if mankind fails to give the United Nations the power to tax and regulate fossil fuels and subsidize and mandate the use of alternative fuels. But happily, an international group of scientists have conducted an independent review of IPCC's past and present reports along with the client science they deliberately exclude or misrepresent. James, this is an interesting one, and I even kind of asked you off mic, is this a positive one? 
It's debatable, isn't it? Um, uh, certainly the fact that the IPCC is, gets all of the attention and the counter-report gets very little attention is not positive, but at least there is a counter-report. And uh, some interesting uh, points made in there. I hope people will follow the link to read the full article. Um, but let's move over again to my neck of the woods, talking specifically about Japan and I think a significant good news story. Uh, Japan told to halt Antarctic whaling by international court, this being suggested by Twitter user Globert42. Uh, coming from Deadline Live, uh, Jack Blood's uh, website, deadlinelive.info. The International Court of Justice has ordered a temporary halt to Japan's annual slaughter of whales in the Southern Ocean after concluding that the hunts are not, as Japan claims, conducted for scientific research. The UN court's decision by a 12-4 majority among a panel of judges casts serious doubt over the long-term future of the jewel in the crown of Japan's controversial whaling program. This is a positive news story, and I can say that definitively, having lived here in Japan, and worked in the school system where they do serve whale at the school lunches at least once or twice a year. And uh, they're still trying to claim that this is all about research purposes. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous, on-its-face lie. And I'm glad that they've been called out on this. And hopefully this whaling will come to an end. And hopefully this will extend to other countries like Norway that are continuing to, uh, to whale. So, uh, so a, a good positive development there. James, our, our next story is is also animal related, and while I'm not necessarily approving of of animal experimentation, I'm not exactly sure how specific this may or may not get. But a Texas researcher has shown that peaches inhibit breast cancer metastasis in mice. This comes via J. Davis Memphis. Lab tests at Texas A&M AgriLife Research have shown that treatments with peach extract inhibit breast cancer metastasis in mice. According to the study this month, published in the Journal of Nutritional Biochemistry. And yes, you can actually see and read all of that report, James. And speaking of uh, technical breakthroughs, medical breakthroughs, things that are positive along those lines, we have the story that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. This is a video that's been around the, the web uh, quite a bit in the last uh, week or so. We have it from uh, Twitter user at the second going. Deaf 40-year-old woman hears sound for the first time. Uh, talking about uh, a Gateshead resident, uh, Joanne Milne, and that's actually where my family's from, so uh, I have a little connection to that story. Um, deaf from birth, a woman hears sound for the first time as her nursery reads the day of the week uh the days of the week her first bit of music john lennon's imagine so um an interesting little uh, story and it's a good to see a positive tech technological story we're often denigrating new technological breakthroughs here it's not to say technology itself is bad and it can be used for wonderful things so if you haven't watched that video i suggest you do so and i think there's something really heartening and and human and uplifting about kind of seeing that video you just you your your heart opens up for it, it it's a psychopath test if you can watch that video and not feel the emotion that she's feeling then you are probably a psychopath and you need to have that checked out james uh story submitted via my partner the aforementioned lovely and talented at cassie Cohn on twitter she texted me the story when i asked her about positive news stories and she just without a link initially and i kind of laughed and poo-pooed it but yes it is true studies show we work harder if we're given chocolate Economists testing the idea that happy employees work harder found that doses of chocolate or laughter 
made people 12% more productive at their jobs. The study, conducted by researchers at the University of Warwick in the UK, included four different experiments with more than 700 participants. Showing the first such causal evidence using randomized trials, it will be published in the Journal of Labor Economics. Now, James, you could look in this and say, oh, well, chocolate will make us happy workers. Just remove some stupid job from the equation and think about laughter and chocolate and being more productive in, in your own life, James. Exactly right. Well, that's that's a positive story for sure. And then a very different type of positive story comes from Deadline Live again, deadlinelive.info. American university students walk out on war criminal Cheney. Uh, more than two dozen students protested at a talk for former pre Vice President Dick Cheney by vice, former Vice President Dick Cheney at American University, and a handful of them called him a war criminal as they stormed out. A video from the March 27th event shows students walking out on Cheney, and one can be heard yelling, walk out on war criminals. And that's just one of a series of incidents where Cheney has been called out for the war criminal that he is. Um, some other activism's gone on in Vancouver, in my homeland of Canada. So, uh, so he continues to be hounded wherever he goes. That is to the good. Um, it would be better if he was in shackles, but at any rate, there are people who are still calling him out for the war criminal that he is, and we have to continue to speak truth to these uh, these disgusting, sick of, psychopathic uh, uh, warmongers. James, an interesting one from Thailand. In Thailand, a new kind of protest. This submitted again by our friend at Rock West, and I think it's it's really fascinating because we're always talking about seems in the in the wider world, or even in a lot of the alternative media, we're going to fight the new world order. We're going to crush it. James, I think the conclusion you and I and so many other folks have kind of come to over these last now 10 years is just not to take part. In Thailand, a new kind of protest. One protest leader traded in placards for pragmatism and purchased a rice mill, which has enabled him to cut out the greedy middleman and basically let poor farmers get money from consumers instantly. That's a, a, a new type of protest, James. All right, let's pick up the pace a little here. We still have a lot of stories to get through. Um, from by, via at Budinsky420, uh, .com launches Internet Party uh, with a website carrying the message, this is going to be awesome and an app for people to join online. Kim.com's Internet Party is up and running. At the top of its action agenda, a promise to deliver cheaper, unlimited, high-speed internet to all New Zealanders. And I'm skeptical about Kim.com and where he's coming from and what he's about, but at any rate, this is a step in the right direction and hopefully um, people who are genuinely interested in this can take it over and, and steer it in a, a good direction. I, I enjoy his big bluster. He's like a rap star or something. Another Kim, this time Kardashian, goes political and urged her 20 million Twitter followers to Google a village called Kassab in Syria, and this concerns the Armenian genocide. Kardashian, of course, being Armenian. So, James, we, we bash on celebrities often here, but... 20 plus million people suddenly got a little bit active and 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 learned something that's exactly right. If we bash them for th ridiculous things like Coney 2012, we should give credit where it's due. So at least this was a little bit of truth going out to 20 million Twitter followers as opposed to the usual. Um, next one, via, again, at the second going, from Zionism to peace activism. Uh, it took the murder of his niece to galvanize Miko Peled, son of IDF general Matty Peled, who later became a champion of Palestinian rights, to follow a journey that has led him to embrace a democratic one-state solution. And that article has uh, the quote, uh, why not tell the truth? 
that this and similar tragedies are taking place because we are occupying another nation and that in order to save lives, the right thing to do is to end the occupation and negotiate a just peace with our Palestinian partners. And I think that actually sources back to Haaretz News. James, 13 Wisconsin cities have voted yes to overturning Citizens United. That would be the 2010 Supreme Court ruling in which corporate spending on elections is unlimited. There were nationwide protests today, including a small one here in Portland, Oregon. And moving on to a very different type of stories, uh, a story going on to the uh, American political contest context as it relates to the NFL. <laughs> we have our skins owner, Dan Snyder, ridiculed by Native leader for promise of aid. Uh, Washington Redskins owner Dan Snyder's attempt to assist Native Americans is somewhere between a PR assault and bribery. An American Indian activist said Monday night, uh, Susan Sean Harjo told the AP that Snyder is showing the same arrogance that he's shown previously when defending a team nickname that many still consider offensive and of course this was the uh, the controversy at the root of the cancel Colbert, cancel Colbert Twitter trend and that uh, that brouhaha those shenanigans that went on on Twitter for those who don't know just look it up online it's uh, an interesting story in and of itself this relates to a Washington Post article Senator Henry, Harry Reid predicts the Arskins <laughs> will change their name within three years and uh, Reid called Snyder's foundation effort a phony deal like everything that uh, Snyder has ever done so uh, yeah putting that in the proper context i think james is we're in dc and we'll wrap it up in dc the fcc to free up airwaves for wi-fi and wireless the federal communications commission approved measures on monday that will free up more airwaves for wi-fi and wireless broadband unlike the airwaves used for mobile phone traffic which are licensed to specific companies Unlicensed spectrum can be used by anyone. Previous establishments of unlicensed airwaves led to innovations like garage door openers, baby monitors, wireless microphones, and Wi-Fi networks. James, while that may seem somewhat silly, that's ultimately about the sort of innovation and go-get-it attitude that we're ultimately fighting for. James, the last bit of good news I'll throw out as we wrap up. Good news next week as episode 188 of New World Next Week. I did a little updating behind the scenes. NewWorldNextWeek.com now has your new feed for New World Next Week episodes. So finally that happened. And it is under construction, but it's there. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for getting that set up. And uh, and let's just reflect for a moment. Good news next week. Of course, this is a special episode of New World Next Week, but good news should not be special and segregated at all times. We should try to think and break the conditioning that has convinced us that only bad news is worth covering. I think positive stories and stories of how people are actually fighting against the system effectively are if not equally important, perhaps more important in the long run. So we will continue to ask you to uh, to submit good news stories as they come across your newswires, again, through New World Next Week hashtag or via our respective email addresses, and we'll continue going forward from here. Not always gloom and doom, because the world is not all gloom and doom. Uh, on that note, James, uh, it's great talking to you once again. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much, man. Take care. <laughs>